The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The apostles gathered together with Jesus and reported all they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. People were coming and going in great numbers, and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. People saw them leaving, and many came to know about it. They hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at the place before them. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. The Gospel of the Lord. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I don't know about you guys, but for me, that's almost a daily statement. Something that I'll say, and if it becomes vocal, people will say, well, have you prayed to St. Anthony? Can I help you? But it's much deeper than that. Honestly, it, it was something that, that happened just the other day. Um, I was telling uh, people that I hadn't found this information on retreat, and I guess because of my laziness, um, I wasn't able to find it in my search, and Father Yurok just starts typing in within seconds, comes up with what I was looking for. This song, though, released by U2 in 1978, crazy how long ago it actually was, that song, as Bono says, was about something much deeper. He said it was about the search for the transcendent. In the song, he even talks about Jesus Christ, but he goes on to say that, well, even he doesn't answer it. The problem, I think, in Bono's approach is twofold, and something that for us in our own search for what we're looking for is important to acknowledge. Number one, how are we searching for it? And number two, maybe the more fundamental question is what or who are we actually looking for? So how are we searching? You know, today if you bring up that question, um, what are you looking for? People will turn immediately to Siri or Alexa or Google, right? We, we look to that and there's a problem even in that because well, first and foremost, the answer we're going to get is from one perspective. Secondly, it trains us to expect the answer immediately. For many of us uh, here today, when we think about what you used to have to do to search for material, you used to have to go and find an encyclopedia. You know, there's, there's glory in the search because undoubtedly going to look for what you were interested in either meant that you had to look in multiple locations, or at the very least, it meant that you were going to find more than what you were actually setting out to look for. There's glory in the search, and that is indicative of the Christian life. Think about it. For a human relationship, if you're, you're wanting something close to you, there's a beauty in the search. And our search for the true, the good, and the beautiful there's something more than just an immediate response. It's a being wooed over by the other. And sometimes, okay, Father, that's fine. There's certain things, when I'm looking for love, I don't turn to Google. 
but we look to another person. In our search for what we're looking for, for that deeper question, we ourselves can look to other people, maybe the people in the pews here today. And that can be beneficial, yes, because maybe people can share their testimony, share their story, but we also have to be careful even of that, unfortunately. As Jeremiah says today in our first reading, there are shepherds who lead us astray. People who came, who, who scattered them, who misled the sheep. And the Lord, as we know, is the good shepherd who comes to save us from that. But do we ourselves, myself included, do we kind of put out there who our shepherds are and place the blame out there? I mean, don't get me wrong. There are plenty, unfortunately, plenty of bad or at least poor shepherds even in the church. Yes, there are, are bad shepherds out there politically. But is it just the people we identify as the shepherds? Because it's much more than that. Are we being shepherds to our friends? Are we shepherds to our children? It doesn't have to be the shepherds we identify who are leading us astray. In 2005, 2005, 1,500 sheep in Turkey walked off a cliff. Why? Because they were all blindly following the one in front of them. It didn't come down to the shepherd there. It came down to the sheep. And sometimes in our, our pursuit, our, our hot pursuit of what we think it is that we're looking for, we ourselves can fall victim to the same thing. Blindly following someone astray, and likewise leading someone astray. And our search for the transcendent, it calls us to seek other people whose heart has changed course, whose heart has deviated from the path of those 1,500, someone whose heart has been moved by Jesus Christ. Because in the gospel today, did you notice? The apostles had gone out last week. In the gospel last week, Jesus sent out the apostles. This week they come back, and what happens? People are following them back. But what are they actually coming to look for? They're coming to look for Jesus Christ. It says in the gospel today, they hastened there on foot from all the towns and arrived at that place before them. You see, their search was for Jesus Christ and their only expectation was to find him. So that brings us naturally to our second point. Who or what are we looking for? I think if I were to ask all of you as you walked in today, what are you looking for? Who are you looking for? You would have said, well, Father, why do you think I'm here? Because you've come looking for Jesus Christ. But are we living every moment to answer that question? Because we can easily say that he's the one that we're looking for, but are we actively searching for him? Because oftentimes, myself included, we may say it, but when it comes down to it, we're afraid to walk into that dark valley, to go away with him to that deserted place. As we hear in that Psalm, which all of us are familiar with today, Psalm 23, though I walk through the dark valley, I fear no evil for you are at my side. My brothers and sisters, the way that we fear no evil is to be willing to go through the dark valley to find Jesus. Because the Lord will call us in unexpected ways. We just have to be ready to hear him. 
can't simply remain up here then. Our pursuit for Jesus Christ is not solely an act of mind or knowledge or memory, but it has to be a movement of the heart. Because if we aren't looking there, we could end up like Bono, thinking that the answer to the transcendent isn't possible. That the satisfaction that we were made for is an empty promise. We must be willing to go to that deserted place, a place that sometimes is unattractive to us. We have to open up our heart. We have to acknowledge the desires that we have. We have to acknowledge where Christ was at every moment of our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We have to unravel our heart, to widen it, and to allow our heart to come into contact with Jesus Christ, because this is where we will find rest. This is where our heart can be moved by Jesus Christ, whose heart has already moved for you. St. Paul says today that Christ came to call those who were far off. We take confidence in this, and to find that what we're looking for, we must be willing to find him. And how do we do that? I would say simply through meditative prayer. Acknowledging our life in the context of Jesus Christ. Coming before him in adoration. Coming before him, studying scriptures. The word of made present. The word become flesh. So that we can come into contact, our heart, with his. Let us not be afraid then to open ourselves up before the Lord. To accompany one another and following Jesus Christ, so that together as other sheep, as other shepherds, no one will be led astray. No one will fall off the cliff, but we will all find what we are looking for, the very heart of Jesus Christ.